want this and I want that. And, and he cares about our desires, but our desires should line up with his will. If we want a bunch of money so we can bless other people with it and bless other ministries, and, and that, that's great. But if we just want so we can be the, the hot dog, the hot shot, and we have all the toys and, and all that, well, you, you may not end up getting it that way. And if you get it, it may end up kicking you in the tail later. And it may not be the blessing that you wanted it to be because our lives here on this earth, we live here but a short time. Eternity is forever and ever and ever. The Bible talks about storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. That should be our heart is, Lord, I want to bless you. I want what you can use, what you want for my life, how you want me to bless others. That's what we should desire. <clears throat> I want to look at a scripture today in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version of the Bible today. I like this version. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good translations out there. I like this one because it's, it's easy for me to read and understand, and I believe it's a pretty accurate, I wouldn't say it's a perfect translation. I don't think any of the American scriptures are perfect because there's only one who's perfect, and you would have to go back to the original writings, which we don't do the greatest job all, all the time of translating the original Hebrew and Greek into where it needs to be. <clears throat> but, however, all these translations that have been written, that the ones where the guys are really seeking God and really loving the Lord, and there's a bunch of them out there, you'll find that they're very close, that there's a, you know, the differences are so minor, they don't really matter. I thank God that we have his scriptures, that we can hold, that we can read, that we can look at on our computers and our iPhones. And the Bible says that all scripture, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I'm hoping that by the end of this service, we'll all have learned something today, <clears throat> including myself. So again, we're going to be from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, starting at verse 13. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. First of all, this is not talking about folks like myself that have trouble staying awake in church or anywhere else. Um, I... I have a bad habit. If I'm not moving, I'm usually sleeping. My wife doesn't like that either. Um, my bosses don't always like that. <laughs> it, it keeps it. It makes it interesting when I'm in church, and at least these seats are nice and tall, so other people can't see when I start to nod off. But I, I'm just. That's the way I am. I got a light case of sleep, sleep apnea, but mainly I don't get enough sleep because I'm busy, busy, busy. I 
get up at 4.15 in the morning to, to go to work. Um, and then when I get home, I don't want to just eat and go to bed. I want to spend time with my family and and be a blessing to them, or I try to be a blessing to them. Sometimes they don't think I am because we go sit down, we watch TV, and then I fall asleep in about five minutes. But I always catch the end. I, I never, I catch the beginning and the end. I never catch the middle of a movie for some reason, but I always wake up before the end of it. I don't, you, usually, I won't say always because that wouldn't be correct, but a lot of times I do that. But here, this is not talking about people that fall asleep. This is talking about people that have died, who have passed on, who have been believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ, who, who know who their true salvation is, who have repented of their sins and made Christ the Lord of their lives. That's who he's talking about here. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. That's, that's neat. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what heaven's going to be like yet, because I haven't been there yet. We... The Bible talks about us, we look as through a glass darkly. We see but a poor reflection. But then, when we see Christ face to face, we shall know all things even as we are known. I look forward to that day when we do get to see Christ face to face, when we get to be right there with him and get to hold him and bow down before him and, and give him the true glory and honor that he deserves without thinking about a bunch of other stuff and worrying about a bunch of other stuff as we do. And we shouldn't worry about anything because as we prayed earlier, he has it all under control if we put our faith and trust in him. But the fact is, we do have issues with that. That's why Jesus specifically taught on that because we do have issues that we, maybe it's lack of trust lack of faith in the Lord. We like to be in control of our lives. We like to know what I want to have control. We need to let go. <laughs> it makes me think, don't, I, I, I like Star Wars. I don't like everything about Star Wars, but I, I enjoy Star Wars, watching it. And you know how they always talk about let go, let the force. We have the true force. The force is the Holy Spirit that lives within us. It, and I'm not being disrespectful here. I'm not saying he's just some magical, all-powerful, all-knowing force. He is, he's God. God within us. Teaching us. We we have been so blessed that we've had, we had God the Father, we have God the Father, we had Jesus Christ here walking on this earth for 33 years. All three of them were involved in creating us. Who do you, who do you think they were talking to when they said, let us make man in our own image? God wasn't just talking to himself like, hey, I'm looking in a mirror today, hey, let us, let us do this, we can do this. God 
is awesome. He created us. He loves us. He loves us so much that when we broke communion with him, when Adam and Eve screwed up in the garden, and don't put them down because we would have probably done the same thing or worse. It's just fortunately they got to do it instead. He loved us so much that he created a way to rebuild that relationship that they once had where they could just intermingle freely with one another. We'll be able to do that again someday. We, we can do that now to a degree. We can pray anything, Jesus said, to pray anything to the Father in his name, and it will be done for us so that the Father may bring glory to the Son. We have the Holy Spirit living within our hearts, teaching us, helping us to be more like him. We have been so blessed, but someday we are going to get to see all of them face to face. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I have no clue, but we are going to get to be in the presence of the Lord forever and ever and ever, for all eternity. And I'm looking forward to that day. According to the Lord's own command, his own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, whoever will still be alive when the, when the trumpet sounds, when the Lord returns, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep or those who have died in the Lord. So that's good news. If we've had people that have died that we know have given their lives to the Lord, we can be assured that we're going to get to see them again someday. If we stay true to the path, if we don't turn, if we don't run away from the Lord. <laughs> for the Lord himself, verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. This is our blessed hope. We are to encourage one another with these words, he said. The Lord himself shall come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And we, the dead in Christ, will rise first. And we who are still alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. In the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we be forever with the Lord. That is our blessed hope. That is good news. That is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ right there in a nutshell. I mean, obviously, there's, there is more to it than that. You have to repent of your sins. You have to acknowledge that you're a sinner. And we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, the Bible says. We need to repent of our sins. That just means have a godly sorrow. Acknowledge that we can't fix ourselves. But he can fix us. And he loves us and wants to fix us. But he's not going to make us change. We're not robots. He created us. But he created us to love him and to desire him. He didn't create us, a, okay, I'm going to make Randy say this today, and I'm going to do this. You know, we're not robots. We're not radio control units. He wants us to love him because we want to love him. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his one only son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We love him, the Bible says, because he first loved us. While we were yet dying in our sins, he loved us and chose to die for us. <clears throat> and Lord, I am so thankful. I want to turn over to Matthew chapter 25. We will... I was going to say this in the beginning that I didn't think about is that you know how in us a, a lot of times when somebody will give somebody news you've heard it a bunch of times where you say um, I got some good news and some bad news and a lot of times we like to hear the good news first sometimes we'll say it the other way I just gave you the good news the good news is we have a promise that we will Spend eternity with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords if we do, if we overcome, if we make him the Lord of our lives, which means we want to do what pleases him. We're not going to be perfect. We're going to fall short a lot of times. But thank God when we fall short, we have an advocate between God, the Father, and us. We can go to the Father in Jesus' name and say, forgive me, I screwed up again. I don't want to be like this. I want to live right. I want to love people. I want to do the right things. And he'll forgive us. Because when he looks at us, when the Father looks at us, he sees the blood of Jesus on that altar. But we have to ask. He's not going to make us do the right things. It's like us. A lot of us have kids. Some of us, like myself, have grandkids also. I have one grandkids singular and you know what I really like a lot is he wants to be with me because he loves me he he comes running to me grandpa grandpa and he wants to just hug me and and kiss me and play with me and have fun and I love that you know God the father put those feelings into us because those are the feelings he has he wants us to come to him because we love him, because we want to be a part of him. Not because, oh God, you know, I love you if you'll give me the biggest house in town and you'll give me the best cars and you'll give me a bunch of money and, you know, man, you'll be awesome. He, he doesn't just want to be our sugar daddy. He wants us to love him because we want to love him. Now I got some news that is good for some people and is bad for some people. The key is we have the choice of whether this news is good or bad. Matthew chapter 25, <clears throat> excuse me, starting in verse 31. When the Son of Man comes, we just talked about the coming of the Lord. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. So he's not here on this earth in this scripture. He is in his heavenly glory, sitting on his throne. All the angels are with him. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. 
So this scripture, this is not talking about the, the saved and the unsaved. This isn't talking about, okay, these people are left down here on the earth and these people are up in heaven. Here, all these people mentioned in this scripture are all there. They're all at Jesus' throne. And he divides. He takes all what he calls the sheep and he puts them on his right hand side. He takes all the goats, the people he calls the goats and puts them on his left. <clears throat> and now he's going to explain what's going on here. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creations of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. <laughs> then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? These guys are amazed here. They're like, Lord, what are you talking about? I mean, you know, we, we thank you for what you're saying, but it doesn't make sense. We, we certainly we would remember when we saw you Lord and did something for you I mean we, we, would, we wouldn't forget that and he goes on when did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you when did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you the king will reply. Now we know, according to the way the scripture was written, first it said in verse 31, it says, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. So we see that he is the king. The Son of Man is the king. That's referred to in, in what Jesus is saying here. This is Jesus himself speaking about this. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. So all these people, he's like, hey, here's your reward. You, you get to be part of this kingdom. You get to have a place in this kingdom and not just a lower position. You get to be part of the kingdom hierarchy. And, and this is why. Because you did all these things for me. And they're like, Lord, when did we do this stuff? When did we see you as a stranger and see you in prison and give you food and clothes and all this that we don't we don't remember ever doing these things lord what are you talking about then the okay then the righteous will answer him Okay, verse 40. Verse 40. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, whatever you've done for one of these folks on either side of me, 
you've done unto me, says the Lord. This is a little different. You know, we think of, when we look at scripture, when we look at doctrine, when we look at what we believe and why we believe it, which the Bible says that we're to, we're to be ready to give an account for the hope that's within us in a moment's notice. We need to know why we believe what we do, why we believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, why we believe that we need to repent of your sins and make him Lord. So we need to take all scripture in context. This is just a piece of that puzzle. This is one scenario here. This isn't talking about how do you get saved. You know, we, we may think, well, I mean, it is partially, but it's not. There's scripture that says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no man can boast. So we find out that one way we're saved, one of the things we have to do in this whole puzzle is we need to have faith in Christ. We need to come to the Lord, repent of our sins, make him Lord of our life, and it's there's nothing we can do to earn salvation. There's no amount of good things we can do. You can't buy your way into heaven. <clears throat> you can't buy stained glass windows and and give tons of money to the church, and, and that's not going to buy you to heaven. Those are nice things to do, and if you've repented of your sins and made Christ the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit may put that on your heart to do those things, but that's not how you get saved. Then you have the other scripture, I believe it's in, I want to say it's in James, where he talks about faith by itself is useless. If you just have faith and you don't do anything to prove your faith to others, what good is that? He goes, you show me your faith by what you say, and I'll show you my faith by what I do. It all goes together. We have to take the whole Bible in context. So many people want to take Oh, I like this scripture. Oh, baby, I'm going to keep that one, you know. And they'll confess that scripture all the time. You know, this is this is the scripture I stand on in Jesus' name. And, it, and it's a good scripture. But you have to take the entire scripture in context to understand what Jesus really wants for us and what God really wants for us. <clears throat> so... So the king replied, I tell you the truth, whatever you did, these guys on the right, for one of the least of these brothers of mine, one of these people up here that are with us, you've done unto me, says the Lord. <laughs> then he will turn and say to those on his left, to the goats, verse 41, then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. <laughs> they also will answer, Lord, when did this happen? You know, we certainly we would have remembered, Lord, if if 
you were here and you had, you know, you were in prison or you needed clothes or something, we certainly would have taken care of you. I mean, uh, gee, you're, you're the Lord. I mean, if you needed uh, some food, I mean, I'd buy you a hamburger, Lord. I mean, gee, you know. <clears throat> they will also answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. <clears throat> so that's the, the good news and the bad news. It doesn't have to be bad for anybody here in this room. It doesn't even have to be bad for anybody, period. However, unfortunately, we know and God knows that there are going to be people that are going to reject the word, that are not going to say, that's what I want. I need Christ as my Lord and Savior. And it's such a sad, sad time. Think about the Father. Think about those of you who have children and maybe even grandchildren, how you would feel if you knew that your kid or your grandkid was going to die and end up in the eternal lake of fire, once, once you leave this earth, once you die, the fact is we will all, every single one of us here in this room and every single one of us everywhere in this universe will live forever. It's just a case of where will you spend eternity? We spend it in the lake of fire, begging and pleading for relief and not being able to get it? Or will you spend your eternity in the presence of the Lord, praising and worshiping him day and night? That's where I want to be. I want so much that when I leave this earth, I want so very, very much to hear from the Lord, well done, good and faithful servant, entering to your rest. And I want as many people as possible to be right there with me. I want my kids and my grandkids and my great grandkids and the people that I work with, the people that I see at the grocery store. There's so many people. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this ministry right here at Rise Church because as, as we've talked about in the past when we were first doing the planning meetings and stuff, that there's a lot of people out there that believe that, you know, hey, I said the sinner's prayer once when I was 10 years old or whatever, and, you know, because of that, I'm saved. You know, I'm good. I'm in. I can't lose my salvation. I can, I can live like the devil. It's all good because I got my fire insurance. I'm, I'm good to go. But it's not true. When you read this scripture, there is nowhere in there that says you can live like Satan and expect to be seeing Jesus Christ face to face in a good way. That's why we're here, because there's, there's deceived people out there. I used, to, I used to grow up in a church. I won't mention what denomination, but we used to joke about how some people hold on to the world so tightly 
that when the rapture happens, they're going to have to be drug out feet first. I got news for you. God desires that none should perish, but that all should have eternal life, yes. But he is not going to drag you out feet first. If, you, if that's your heart, and you want to store up for yourselves treasures on this earth, and that's all you care about, that's what you're going to end up with. A bunch of burned up junk, rusted out, burned up junk, and then you're going to be burned up too in the lake of fire, not being able to die and wishing you could. He wants us because we want us. Just like the example I gave of my grandson loving me and just wanting to be with me because of who I am. That's the way God feels about us. He wants us like that prodigal son reaching out to dad, not, not even understanding that dad would forgive me, just dad, I, I'm, I'm all screwed up. I know that. I am so sorry. I am so sorry I let you down, Lord. And he's like, come on in, son. He's like, I'm just glad. There's more rejoicing in heaven, the Bible says, for one person, for one sinner that comes to know the Lord. That's, that's why we're here. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your word for your promises, for your eternal life, Lord. We love you so very, very much. Lord, help us to share the good, the true, the total good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world. Lord, we thank you for this big city that you've given us the privilege of being able to set up shop in. Lord, help us to make a difference. Help us to touch those who need a Lord and Savior. And Lord, we do also pray, and we want to be a blessing to those that, that do know you, but maybe they've, maybe they've been going to a church that is not preaching the whole truth, only part of the truth. Lord, we also want to touch them, and Lord, we want to touch those who maybe just moved to the area or maybe they've been looking for years for a church and for whatever reason they haven't found the right one for them yet Lord use us here we are we want to bless you we just want to be your tools your hands your feet whatever you want to use us for we're here Lord we love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus name Amen. I would like Joanna to come down now. We're going to sing one last song. It's called, and you should know it, probably know it. It's called, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah, let me help you with that. Let's give you a seat. This little girl, I've been teaching her uh, guitar lessons for a little while now, and she's used to playing the little guitar. Today she's going to play the big guitar. Thank you.
got your own pick. Nice. Let me get that out of your way. Got it? It's heavy. <laughs> Excuse me. And feel free to sing along with us. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's why we're here. Because we have hope. We know that when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. When at morning breaks eternal bright and fair. When the saved on earth shall gather over on the other shore. When the roll is called up yonder. I'll be there. <clears throat> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank you for those abilities, those talents. 
And Lord, we give it all to you. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for all that you've done for us. And Lord, we look forward to that day when we shall see you face to face. And Lord, we want more than anything else in the world to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We love you and praise you, Lord. Bless each one that's here. Lord, bless them as they go throughout the week. In Jesus' name, amen.